hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Good. Well, what fun we've had this morning with the problems with internet. Hmm. Is it is it at all possible? If I don't know, I'm going to do this. Jamie, okay. Can you swing the camera around? Cool to to look at the setup there. I just I don't know if he's ever shown that. <laughs> that's that's just a that's a part of it anyway. Thanks, Kim or Jamie, whoever did it. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we've got some external. <laughs> It's one of those days. <laughs> I, I was going to say um, we're really looking forward to next week. I mean, we're even more looking forward to next week now. Uh, but uh, I want to just uh, talk to you about next week. Um, do you remember that we said uh, way back that our decision as a people of God was that we would we would do what we personally felt was right before God and we wouldn't, we wouldn't judge others and we wouldn't point a finger at others. And I think that's worked quite well. And in an environment which is, which is bubbling up around us, um, particularly around the, the thing of masks, um, I, I don't want us to get drawn into that. We're people of the kingdom. Uh, we live at a different level. So what we're going to do is for the next couple of weeks of transition... Uh, into the physical meetings and by the way we don't know whether we're going to be at Mayfield or not we hope to be um, but we're still awaiting confirmation we also don't know uh, what restrictions if any they might uh, impose so um, if we're not we are very determined to meet together and uh, we'll meet here and if it means having two meetings we'll have two meetings uh, because we have a deep desire to actually see one another and come together to worship again uh, one with one another. So uh, we've now got some external noise that we're trying to deal with. No, not yet. So for a couple of weeks of transitioning into the uh, physical meeting, shall we call it, uh, willing, uh, we'll, we'll say we wear masks, uh, as a way to give confidence uh, for others uh, to come back. This is all part of how we uh, care and defer one to another. It is no longer will it be mandatory, um, but if for some that helps a confidence, then we're willing to do that as we serve one another. Now, we probably won't be at full capacity because of holiday time, um, and because some might not be ready to meet uh, physically. And to that end, our expectation, um, and we're working very hard and uh, bought additional equipment, etc., is that we will continue to run. And this particularly obviously applies to those of you that join us either from overseas or from different parts of the country. Uh, so we're, we're looking to still run with Zoom and uh, hoping that we'll be able to do that. 
And that will also apply for those that are uncomfortable or unable to meet with us at this time. And there's no judgment if you prefer to do that. Really our focus is to see people encounter God and be refreshed, restored, transformed. And we don't want to be those, remember we talked about stumbling over the finishing line, but we want to be poised on the, on the starting blocks. We need to see this fresh move of God. We believe he has that for all of us as a community. And so that's where we're going to be aiming to be. Now, in order to facilitate that, um, it may be necessary, depending on the detail and numbers, that we contact you. For example, if we have to run uh, two meetings, uh, then we'll have to sort out uh, who's in which and or who wants to be in which, all that type of thing. So could I ask that you would be... Um, tuned in to the different ways uh, that we communicate uh, and particularly responsive to that uh, because it would take a long time to personally phone everybody. So let, let's see if we can do that effectively and efficiently. Good. Thanks, Nick. Okay, so let's come to what I want to share with you uh, this morning and uh, uh, First of all, I'm thinking that Jenny might have something to play for us. Can we get to that? Oh, this is Rex Marshall speaking for Humble. You know, some people have been coming into our SO stations expecting to see a real live tiger. Well, of course, we can't guarantee that. But we can promise to put a tiger in your tank with our new high-energy SO Extra gasoline. You see, this great new premium motor fuel from Humble is blended to give you octane power, firing power, and cleaning power. Octane power for fast getaway. Firing power for smooth performance. Cleaning power to protect your engine, to clean the carburetor while you drive. So when you stop in at your SO station, don't expect to see a real live tiger. But do expect a three-way power boost from new high-energy SO Extra gasoline. Stop in and... Put a tiger in your tank. Happy motoring. Now, some of you of what we might call a slightly more mature age may remember that advertisement. It's just fun to show it. You know, when you're young like us, we like to have a bit of fun, don't we? But here's the point. Tiger in your tank. I think that God wants to put a tiger in our tank. He wants to come close to us. He wants to come close to you and to give you a new energy so that we do launch forth out of, as it were, the starting blocks. Let's remember his heart is, is very definitely for you. God loves you. I he demonstrated this by giving his only son as a ransom for you. Since the beginning of time, Jesus was in the presence of God, full of majesty, power and glory. The only thing he didn't have was you. 
He forsook all these things for your sake. He lived as a human, vulnerable to abuse, sickness, exhaustion. He died a humiliating death on a cross. He literally went through hell to save you. God is inviting you to partner with him in this incredible plan to fill the earth with his glory. God has plans for your life that he is excited about. Think about that. God is excited about you. God is excited about the plans he has for you. God is excited about the fact that it's his plan not only to fill you with the Spirit but to use you to represent him on the earth. And for that, we need that which he gives, the anointing of his Holy Spirit. He thinks this way and he's done all these things before you were able to do, or I was able to do, anything to make us worthy. You can't make yourself worthy. You can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can't do anything to increase your value before God. See, your value is determined by what someone is willing to pay for you. <clears throat> and as you know, he paid everything. You can't make yourself lovely in order to receive his love. It's his love that makes you lovely. He designed us for intimacy with him. He paid the price to return us to his original design for us. And now it's his desire that we enjoy living in his refreshing presence daily. We can struggle through life outside of this. We can find ourselves dry. Think about dry versus refreshed. How do I know if I'm dry or refreshed? If I'm living in the good of intimacy with him or absent, distant from him. Here are some of the indicators which over the years I've noticed at times in myself. When I'm dry, I'll talk about God. I think we maybe have something we can put this on the screen. Yeah, maybe not the SO one, but the next one. There you go. When I'm dry, I talk about God. When I'm refreshed, I talk to God. When I'm dry, I discuss church activity. When I'm refreshed, I discuss God's heart and vision. When I'm dry, I look for little escapes and holidays or luxuries. When I'm refreshed, I'm looking, not for escape, but impact. When I'm dry, I'm, function, I'm focused on function and role. When I'm refreshed, I'm able to enjoy being who, his, who he has made me to be. When I'm dry, I feel guilty, I'm not enough. When I'm refreshed, I feel his grace, which makes me enough. When I'm dry, maybe irritable, jaded, regularly disappointed. When I'm refreshed, 
I find inexhaustible reserves of patience and hope and mercy. When I'm dry, I'm anxious. I ask myself, how am I going to get myself out of this situation? When I'm refreshed, I'm peaceful. I look out in joyful curiosity. How are you going to get us out of this one, Jesus? When I'm dry, I act like an orphan who must defend himself, beg, borrow, steal, hoard. When I'm refreshed, I live like a child of the king for whom every need is provided. Therefore, I can give in generous abandonment. Perhaps you might recognise one or other of these symptoms of dryness. But, but don't despair. The reason you've spotted this is because God in his mercy and, and love is already at work in your life. He's drawing you to himself. He's creating a discontent. John 6, 44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. The stirring of discontent, the recognition of things that are not right, is the beginning of what God is doing. The same God who stepped down from his throne to come and rescue you is actually coming after you today. Wow. God wants you to be where you, on good days, yourself would want to be. Where that stirring begins, you think, I want something different and something more. Have you ever driven down uh, Winston Way as you come through Ilford? If you've got the window open, you might be hit by a beautiful smell of roast chicken. That's because Nando's has directed its extractor into the road. Suddenly, you become aware of how hungry you are. See, hunger is important. It helps us to remember to eat. Today, I think God wants to incite that longing he has designed in us for him, which might have been buried in daily life. Here are some stories, reminders, to kind of Shall we say, waft your way to create that hunger? Let's see it first. From Mara, who, whilst is right now on her way to Bulgaria, has recorded this for us. Hello, my name is Mara, and me and my family moved to the area two years ago. And for some time, after moving to Good Maze, um, I had been really struggling because I, was, I wasn't sure that the schools around are good for my children. There is no lots of green space around. Uh, people are not queuing properly and lots of lots of stuff. Uh, but God show me his love to other people in church. And um, I realized that all I need is not to change the, the area, but uh, his love in my heart. 
And um, I realized that uh, God is not interested about the area here. He's interested about the people. And I start seeing uh, the moms who are bringing their ch children in school, not the building. I start seeing the people walking to the streets, not the streets and the rubbish there. And uh, it's got start uh, really changing my heart. And I realized while I'm serving others, God really changed me. And... Um, I have been enjoyed showing God's love to other people and I started to see Daria through his eyes and through his eyes the area is beautiful because the area is full with with his daughters and sons that sons that he wants to meet and he started to build relationship and I'm so excited to live here. Bye bye. You see uh, God hasn't changed the area. The rubbish is still in the streets and all the things that she said, but God changed something in her. And as a result of that, as a result of that encounter, that time of refreshing in his presence, it, it transforms and then opens up a whole new area. All right, we're going to hear from Charlotte now, please. Um, so I have grown up in the church and I made the decision quite young to follow like what we believe and the stuff we do. Um, and then when I was 16, I did foundation course and I found I had to give reasons for the stuff that we do and I believe. And it wasn't challenging because I didn't know. It was challenging because I knew the theory side and I, I don't think I applied it very much to my life. Um, around the same time, I felt God asked me to give something up and I didn't really want to do it. But I found that when I obeyed, God really became real. And it was more of an everyday thing than just something I know in my head. Um, and I started to to want to please him. And the difference was noticed by others around me. And it, yeah. Thank you, Charlotte. Okay, so we had Mara recorded, Charlotte on Zoom, but we have Owen here in the flesh and in the spirit, and he's going to share with us. Uh, yeah, so I, just like Charlotte, I grew up in a church, um, but I always knew the right answers <laughs> uh, to kind of answer any youth leaders or whatnot, and I could give, give always an account for my faith. Um, but And I thought I knew God. I thought I was a Christian. Um, but then on a, on a youth day away and then... Um, a few, a few kind of, uh, that period after, uh, when I was about 15, I met with God for the first time. Um, and I suddenly realized I'd never actually believed in God until that point. Um, I, I knew the facts, but there was nothing actually deep down that, that, that was true for me. Um, and I realized that things changed where suddenly my, my relationship with God actually affected my life. Uh, it affected all of it. Um, it would affect my conversations with friends at school. Suddenly, my, my heart would be, how do, I, how do I show them God's love? Not just how do I have fun, um, but actually there was something more. It was, well, maybe God would actually want to heal the people I speak to. Um, and 
all the decisions I made, well, not all, but most of the decisions I made uh, were based on what, what I felt God was saying rather than just, what again, what I wanted. But often that fell in line now. Um, and, yeah, I long for others to experience the relationship I had. Um, but actually, um, when I was asked if I could share that testimony this week, I was a little bit reluctant because um, I would say kind of what John was saying is I'm kind of in feeling a bit dry, to be honest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't really feel like I could say from this point that that's what I'm experiencing in my everyday right now. Um, but I'm sharing today not from the point of perfection, but just wanted to be real that actually um, I recognize that one of the things I've been looking for is the stirring of that excitement again around my relationship with God. And that's beginning. Um, and I don't want any fears of kind of looking... Uh, I guess I didn't want to share because of a fear of kind of failure of like, well, I'm not perfect. I don't, why would I share? Um, I didn't want any fears or insecurities that aren't from him to get in the way of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what I'm sharing today. And I'm wanting uh, to, to see, see that change again. Great. Thank you, Owen. Yeah, this is not about perfection. This is about God at work and about the desire that God places in us. Uh, for more of him and uh, the memories that he brings to us do you remember when you met with me and it's all part of God stirring in us I want to just remind you of some of the things we've heard recently do you remember uh, Emma Bottrell's uh, story that she'd faced just really extreme anxiety uh, when she was going to do something new or new job or new task and how God met with her and she communicated to us not just told the story but communicated to us a new place of peace and when she started this this course and and her normal expectation from the past would have been extreme anxiety and she just said wow this is God this is a God that wants to refresh us. This is the God who wants to bring us again close to that place of power and experience of his love. Then Sam Warlow shared about this desire for a boldness to to ask, to pray for a colleague and how that moment came as God just equipped her and the outcome of that stepping forward by God's grace. Do you remember Dave Newman's story about the work anxiety that he was experiencing? It wasn't mind over matter, it was God's intervention. For those of you that have um, read that book that is so important to us, that God spoke to, to me about, those years ago, love, acceptance and forgiveness. The author there, uh, Jerry Cook, spoke about uh, when he was in a pastoral situation and he was inviting to help uh, and to, to speak to somebody who had behaved despicably, huge uh, immorality and personally within him there was a this, this revulsion and uh, then he, he encountered God's heart and it transformed him 
from a person who had his own personal revulsion and, and, and dislikes into experiencing the compassion of Christ, the love of God that, that poured through him, that motivated him and enabled him to minister to, to this person that he was dealing with. What a difference the encounter makes. What a difference that infilling makes. When I look back and I think about times when God has just, just met with me, boy, the difference. And the times when he still meets with us. What a precious thing to know the times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. There is nothing in this whole wide world that compares with that. There's something, I think the Bible talks about like springs of living water bubbling up from within. At this time, this is what God is saying to us. We need that fresh encounter. We need the times of refreshing. We need that difference. I believe that God wants to take us into new ground. I believe that you could be in a place where you know him like you never did before, where we move into a new place, a new level. You see God at work before your very eyes, including in your own life, but through your life to others. We talk about the need of the love of God to stir in our hearts so that we reach out to help people be integrated, be part of the family. We talk about how we need God's love in us to enable us to, to love one another according to how he directed in his word. We can't make that happen. We need God the Holy Spirit to do that. He's disrupting the order of things. He's saying focus on emerging from COVID, not just returning to how things were before. I wonder what this summer could be about. I wonder what we could experience in God. I wonder what could overflow through our lives to others. How might God use you to be a lifeline to somebody else, to be used of God? What a privilege. What a privilege to be somebody who brings God's word, who is anointed to touch somebody with the power of God. You know, when I'm refreshed, I'm released to take the attention of myself and point it to others, to participate in seeing people healed, restored, empowered, you know, brothers and sisters, this isn't a time for survival. It's not a time for hanging on. It's a time for advance. This is the word of the Lord. Will you embrace it as such? Lord, I need that encounter. I need that refreshing. See, this seems a bit of a hard sell if you're dry. But it's not about digging deep or pulling yourself up by your bootstrings. The enemy would have you believe. It's just a, I mean, I can remember God saying this to me, realising 
that I wasn't where I should be in relationship with God. And you know, the thought that pervaded my mind was, this is going to be a long, hard slog to get back to where you were. And then one day, I turned and realized I might have felt a long way away, but he'd never left me nor forsaken me, that he was always there. I turned and found it's not about me getting back, it's about me turning to him. To be poised on those starting blocks, ready to leap forth. That's what we want. And all we need to do is to let him work in us to create the longing. And the longing may be a longing for more of God. It may be a sense of dissatisfaction. That is also, there's no enemy that causes you to be dissatisfied with God. That's the work of the enemy. That's not just circumstances. But then God allows that in order to prepare us to turn to him. He'll even use that to enable us to come and drink deeply. In fact, he wants to be the tiger in our tank. You know, in conversation, I'm well aware that God is already stirring this longing for him. Let him come and do the same in you. Acts 3.19 talks of times in the plural, times of refreshing that may come from the Lord. This is a time, a time to guzzle, don't sit. I won't let you go until you bless me. This is a time of, of banging the arrows on the ground. Do you remember that story? This is a time of reaching out like the woman with the hemorrhage, just touching the hem of his garment. I'm going to, Mike's going to come and we're just going to conclude with a song. It's a, it's a declaration. There is none like you. No one else could fill my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity long, but find there is none like you. Let's make that our prayer. Let's make that our declaration. This is a time when God wants to touch us and fill us, anoint us, appoint us for this season. We declare that there is none like you. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities, and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk. 